Welcome to Costume Party, the pop culture podcast chatting style on screen. I'm Lydia. I'm Hattie. And we're your unqualified yet enthusiastic hosts tearing the style of film and TV, past and present, to threads. Just a heads up, party people, there might be some spoilers, so we recommend watching ahead. Now let's get into it. We're here. We're here. Together. Together for the first non-remote recording. It feels good. Of Party Podcast. Um, and well, we, sorry. Well, we thought it was appropriate, seeing as it's the finale. We thought we'd it have is. some drinks. I've got a Hun wine. Um, and I've got a Thatcher's Cloudy Lemon Cider. Zingy and refreshing. Does what it says in the tin. Oh, good. I'm glad. Mm. <laughs> um, I think this is the most excited that I've been about a recording so far. I mean, that says a lot because you've been very excited about most of the recordings <laughs> that we've done. I mean, we've picked some good topics. Yeah, very true. We don't know that everyone agrees with that yet, but mm-hmm. fun for us. Um, but not just because it's the finale, but because of the topic. Because... We are talking about, I'm going to put it out there and say mm. our favourite childhood, um, can we call them a franchise? If it's a them, it's not a... I'd, I'd probably, we could probably call them a franchise. Definitely a cultural institution. Yeah, oh for sure. Mm. And a fashion institution at that. Well, yes. I mean, they spawned numerous makeup, fashion even toy lines, as well as, obviously, starring in multiple films and TV series. So what is the topic for today? It's the Olsen twins. It sure is. And they were, I think, probably our childhood. And I think it's continued. We did say this in our our first episode, um, that they have been icons for us, like for our style. And arguably just in the way we've lived our lives, you know? As excited as I am, before we get into it, do you want to do a bit of what we've been watching? What else we've been watching? Because obviously we had a Mary Kay and Ashley movie marathon in prep. Yes, we did. research is key, guys. Research (laughs) is key. Um, Um, They say after spending probably just like an hour scrolling through Pinterest looking at... Pinterest was Mm. really important for this episode. It's because Pinterest girls love an awesome look. That's true. They love love Y2K, so... Um, But what have I been watching this week? Do you know what? I've not watched loads, because obviously Love Island, as I've said before, is a big commitment. It does take over your life. Um, And I was actually reading Leanne Moriarty's Nine Perfect Strangers in advance of the series coming out, starring Nicole Kidman. The trailer is out, if anyone wants to get excited with me. Have you not watched watched the trailer yet? It's interesting. It looks like they've taken some liberties, but fair enough. You know, you don't make a TV show to just be a book. Also, you just read it, so it's fresh for you. But I read it two years ago. Yeah. So go try that. I also watched Sophie and Murder in West Cork. Oh, 
Okay, so I've listened to... Because mm. it was an Audible podcast. Yeah, which I have listened to. Which, again, don't remember all the details, because I listened mm. to it a few years ago now. When it when I first got Audible, because um, it was like, I'd just moved to London. and Well, not just moved to London, because at first I thought it was such a bougie expense, mm. paying seven ninety nine to listen to an audiobook <laughs> on my commute. But then I caved and was like, I'm just going to do it. Because um, the podcasts are mm. good on Audible, and West Cork was so well produced, but mm. I haven't watched the Netflix documentary yet. So, for anyone in the same position, because that's what I did, mm-hmm. I would say watch the documentary anyway, even if you've already watched, listened to the podcast. And I would also say if anyone's thinking of watching the documentary and haven't and or enjoyed watching the documentary mm. and hasn't listened to the podcast, I would go listen to the podcast. Because there are the premise is David Tennant and Michael Sheen, mm. who are in Good Omens together, they're staging a play and they decide to practice it oh, over lockdown. Yes. Oh, I didn't actually know this was on Netflix. Yeah, it is. Because I've seen snippets. I've been mm. through a phase. This is really random. <laughs> in lockdown last year, of being really obsessed with BBC Breakfast. <laughs> That's so random. I like would watch it religiously every day. I don't know. It just gave me, you know, it gave me um, structure to my day. I was just, yeah, I don't know. Got really into it. Yeah. And I feel like they showed a bit on there at some point. They mm. were they showed a lot of like great um, like lockdown projects in the yeah. arts because obviously it was mm. still is a hard time for the arts. Um, I feel like that's maybe where I first saw part of mm. it, but I didn't actually. I oh, I had completely forgotten that it was mm. a Netflix thing. So what I've assumed is that it's set in the first lockdown, and so the way they've got around COVID restrictions is they've shot it. Or is it in their houses? Yeah, yes. I think it's. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing it's their real houses yeah. as well, which is interesting because also their wives are in it. Yeah, I was going to say I think it is their real family yeah. members are in it. Um, How fun! It's I really said, fun. As much as we all hated lockdown, mm. and I know, like I, I had a fairly easy time of it compared to mm. other people. Um, I did say I was gonna feel cheated if we had to go through COVID, and there was no mention of it in sitcoms because right. it's a massive part of our lives yeah. now. You know, so mm. I feel like someone needed to kind of I so many I say that to people and so many people say well are you not just sick of mm. you know lockdown no one wants to talk about lockdown anymore 100% yes obviously but I feel like eventually we're gonna have to make light of it and talk about you know all the people that ate banana bread and watched Tiger King like we had some yeah. funny cliches that came out of it maybe it's that too is soon. true maybe I'm making light of mm. it too soon it's still, it's still not through it, are we, guys? I did think you were going to say then, I am going to feel cheated if I go through an entire national lockdown and I don't get to see the interior of David Tennant's house <laughs> on a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Same. No, but now you've said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see yeah. David Tennant's house. Interesting. It's very personal. It? It's one of those which I don't, because obviously it's shot basically over Zoom call. There are a few scenes which look like they're shot not an amazing car- camera, but just but as that, in conversations within the house. So also it's not that set up like on Zoom. Life. 
you know? Yeah. And I know that a lot of people want escapism when they watch TV, mm. but also we did live that and we can't just ignore that we lived it. Oh, no. I'm not, no, I think it's a really good idea. My only thing is that as a viewer, mm. I don't love that kind of seeing boxes on the screen set up. You know, yeah, like the, so. that Mod Fam episode where they yeah. did it all on like Claire iPads and, and yeah, technology. So I actually love that episode. Oh, I hate but it. But I know that you, Mum and Dad, don't mm. like it. But I always love watching that because I think, how clever, because that's actually how we talk to each other when we're not together. Mm. And I they can, made an yeah. episode. Anyway, I I can that's... see why they did it. I just... It's it not an enjoyable watch. You don't it have was to re-watch one-off. it. No. I have. and still <laughs> enjoy it. I've probably rewatched it several times. <laughs> you are a rewatcher, though, I'm as we've covered. Um, but yeah, so I don't love how it's shot, but equally, it's interesting. And I think if you're the kind of person who finds everyday, witty, just interactions interesting and comical, and you like... You like yeah. the kind of programs which find humour in the everyday. It's yeah. for you. I think it's a lesson in writing comedy and everyday kind of sitcom comedy. Yeah. On the basis that it's very much about just a few people's interactions and just them taking the piss out of each other. Michael Sheen and David Tennant have really good chemistry, and they also have a few really good guest stars, which I won't spoil. Because yes. Yeah. I think that I saw some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to find it a little bit dry at parts, and then when they had the guest stars, it really just... You're so surprised mm. that it, it really invigorates well, actually it. Go, I'm actually mm. excited to watch it, because <laughs> I'd completely forgotten that was a thing. You've just reminded me, and now I know I can watch on Netflix. You should. It's good. I think that's a bit of me. I yeah. think I'll really love... Because I love that. And that's why I've said about someone putting COVID mm. in a sitcom, because that finding something humorous yeah in something that everyone everyone that the majority can relate to we obviously all had such different experiences in covid but i think how you probably communicated in your household depending on what your household was like like Mm. we had very different lockdown one experiences because i was in a shared house and you went back to our family home. Although, ironically, you probably had fewer people in your house than yeah. I did in ours. <laughs> no, I did. I did. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how someone's written that mm. into a show. I'll definitely watch it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Do it. Do it. Well, this has gone on a bit, but... Yeah, well, what are you watching? I tell you what yeah, I'm please watching. do. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, all I'm going to say is, this is like prime reality tv season for me because minus maths which is Mm. recently yeah top of the hierarchy it's now my new favorite Mm. after this year probably probably because of lockdown actually that got into maths um real housewives of beverly hills has been back for a few weeks Mm. when i was at home Last week, me and Mum watched an episode together, and she's the only person I really talked to about the show, so <laughs> that was great. Real Housewives of Potomac has just started, which I only got into, again, in lockdown, because mm. I thought I had too many offshoots of Real Housewives yeah. to watch, and in lockdown, I think it was that second lockdown, like mm. the, winter lo- the first winter lockdown, I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to start another one. And I went for Potomac because everyone 
all, all the Real Housewives um, Instagram accounts <laughs> I follow say it's one of the best. So I went for that, and it's only on its sixth season, so it's actually relatively new for Real Housewives. Okay. Um, and it's just got some great, great women in it. Like, it's so fun to watch. It's really entertaining. So the new season of that has started. Love is Blind is about to come oh, back. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <sighs> it's just... Oh, and mm. I've also just watched um, Too Hot to Handle, the UK version. The Brazilian one has just dropped on Netflix. Oh, Lord. Too Hot to Handle, for those that don't know, is similar kind of premise to Love Island. Mm. Although it's... I can't remember where it's filmed, actually. They kind of go to this... They're on, like, an island somewhere, aren't they? Yeah, like, um, the villa. And it's not just participants from the UK, so they're all across... Mm. They come from all across the world, or all across the world. They're largely UK and American mm. contestants, but they did have um, a French guy on there this year, um, I think an Italian girl, and basically they think they're going for like a Love Island experience, and then they find out that actually they aren't allowed to do anything sexual of any kind after about 24 hours, and there's a pot of money, and if they kiss, touch each other sexually, anything, you're mm. going to lose money in the pot and someone wins money at the end yeah. of the, um, the game show. So that's the premise. It's I, It started last year and I remember watching last year's and thinking like, it's quite good, but it's not Love Island. No. So when I, when mm. I started watching the series, I was like, I'm actually more into this than Love Island. Oh, Wow. I really was enjoying it this year. Just because it's really fast-paced, and mm. I guess part of that is because it's shorter. So yeah. Love Island, you're literally watching them day by day. Too Hot to Handle is edited, so it's a lot faster, so you're not watching each day pass, which helps. Mm. But oh, I just got into the people a lot quicker on Too Hot to Handle this year. What I find with hot, Too Hot to Handle and Love Island is that Too Hot to Handle... Yeah, it's quick to get into, but I don't feel that you get as into it as you do with Love Island. Mm. Love Island, my reason for watching it is always that it feels like an anthropological study because you can Mm. just see people's behaviours changing over time, how they act towards some people, and then how they decide to behave when someone, quote-unquote, turns their heads. All those little intricacies. Yeah. Intricacies of kind of normal millennial and Mm. Gen Z dating lives. I find that really interesting, and yeah. I don't think you get that in the same on Too Hot to Handle. No, and I think that's because you don't, again, it's shorter, so you don't mm. have the time to be invested in the people personally. And to be upset if someone what, gets hurt, yeah, because it's your favourite. Which is what I love about Love Island mm. and Maths, my yeah. first sight. Shall we? We shall. I'm going to crack open my next hun. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a perfect opportunity for some um, ASMR. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the Olsen twins. Mm. That's what we're talking about today. If for anyone this who... This is delicious. Would you is like it? What is it? It's a rosé. This one, it's not... I won't mix it up. On the basis that I'm in a very cloudy lemon flavour bubble yeah they don't really go yeah i'm just worried i'm not gonna get the full effect but thank you i'll get some more in don't worry yeah thank you 
Um, Tell me about the Olsen twins. Okay, so the Olsen twins, as we know, they were cultural icons for us, but personally I would say they were cultural icons across the Western world Mm -hmm. for girls growing up. Well, just what a Y2K girl. Girls growing up (laughs) between the 90s and noughties. So they were born in 1986, and in 1987, so at the age of six months, they were cast as actresses in Full House, the American sitcom, which obviously we didn't watch for in the UK. Um, that well, it has had a reboot, sorry, yes. on Netflix. Yeah. But I've not watched it. And I've not watched it on the basis that I didn't watch the original, no. so it's not, there's not as much point for me. Um, that continued until 1995, and apparently in 1993 they created Jewel Star, which was a production company, which then went on to make a series of films, and also the the twins did star in a few TV series as well, Two of a Kind, So Little Time, classics. Ugh, all classics. Um, and so we loved watching them, all their films, all their TV series. So, Holiday in the Sun, Getting There, Billboard Dad. There were there was a vast, there was a wide range, and they always I was going to say they always played sisters. Um, <laughs> obviously, they always played sisters. Actually, they always played twins. Yeah, they're uh, they're twins, and basically, they had very lucrative careers in this in this arena. Yeah. They obviously were really popular, so had then fashion lines. A lot of their characters were very fashionable. Yeah. They had very idyllic lifestyles. They always uh, there was always a romance in there. Oh, we'll get on to Ugh, it. We maybe. will. Um, <laughs> basically, it was always just a fun storyline. Maybe they were in Paris. Maybe they're in Rome. Ugh. Maybe they're in London. Um, maybe they were skiing. But whatever happened, there was always some kind of boy drama. But it all got sorted out in the end. And they were always best friends. And it always they dressed always well. Had each other. Exactly. Oh my God, what a great finale topic for us. I wonder why we looked up to them so much. I wonder why we get on so much now. Do you do you think it's just because we looked up to the Olsen twins? What that we're trying to like mirror them? Yeah, maybe we just that's why we always maybe. got on because we're like, well, these are our role models. You know, why would we argue? Mary Kate and Ashley didn't. They actually don't really argue. No. Side note. Apart from, segue, in their final film, The Challenge, which was 2003. And then after that, they went on to some different ventures, including um, becoming fashion designers. They founded The Row in 2006. Well, they also had Elizabeth James. But the row, I feel, is what they were most known for. Mm. And still today as well, because successful. side note, they did also do a collaboration with Walmart when they were much younger. So fashion was yeah. always... I heard, actually, I started listening to a podcast, um, and apparently it was actually in Asda over here. The line. I think it was as that they said it was. Oh God, we, we never knew that. We had dolls, we Did had lip gloss... Lip gloss. <laughs> We had we had our own bandanas, which admittedly we had sourced from non Mary Kate and Ashley lines yeah. and H and M. But we had all of those, and we didn't Still, know there was an actual line yeah, out there for interesting. us. Interesting, very interesting. But yeah, I would say fashion wise, the rose what they're probably most known for, which they found in two thousand six. Yeah, following apparently, I read this on Wikipedia. Guys, mm. Ashley wanted to create the perfect T shirt, and then a year later they released their first seven-piece collection. Mm. And it still is small collections if you go yeah. on their site now. It's very curated mm. and kind of like minimalist, chic, 
how they dress now. Yeah. Which I feel we're not going to delve into in this podcast because I feel like for us, the most influence they've had, or at least for me personally, I can't speak for you. Yeah. As much we're as we're on the same page here, they are so fashionable now, mm. still, and I think they're still seen as fashion icons. And if you yeah. look at the Matt Gala looks over the last kind of ten years, and mm. they've not really been making films, they have had a name in fashion. Yeah, but for me, what sticks in my mind is those mm. Y2K years. Absolutely, I think they epitomised and also set so many trends in that era yeah. you can literally go and search in depop today mary kate and ashley and i don't oh know i've not done that oh, you're missing out that's the way to shop that's how to wow. shop in 2021 <gasps> that's just so basically today's insta girls can only dream of being an awesome twin aged 10 um <laughs> we, they, they basically wear the same clothing and I'd say we probably, you know, with a pinch of salt, but take still take fashion tips from them today. And that's so. why we're discussing them in today's podcast, the finale of the first series. So we're breaking it down into three films. And fans might disagree with our choices. I'm already slightly regretting our choices. I just think there are so many. Yeah. And they're all so iconic. And we couldn't do them all. I think we've picked a couple of really good ones. Mm. There are a couple I wish we'd picked. Yeah, same. But we're only going to hold your attention for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Definitely. Maybe we'll do another one. Maybe we'll do a part yeah. two. Yeah. Okay, um, we will need to at this point. I, have, I just feel like I have so much to say... But also, let, yeah, let's just start. Yeah. So rather than today doing a common thread yeah. for each film, we're doing three Mary-Kate and Ashley films. Mm. So we're just going to talk about the clothes. Yeah. That's the common thread for today. Basically, yeah. Uh, I hope that's okay, because that's what we're going to do. Um, can I just say, mm. so we're starting with Passport to Paris. Yeah. Um... Actually, should we just get into it? So, Passport to Paris. So, this is... So, we chose... Because we were doing a marathon, we could only choose three. And we thought... We could only stay awake for so long. Past. Well, you didn't really stay awake into the third one anyway. <laughs> I might have <laughs> Power nap. It was an inspiration nap. We'd had a lot of food, a lot of fast vegan food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that the most London thing you've ever said? <laughs> I don't know, I've been here a few years now. I'm also drinking canned sparkling rosé. Vegan rosé. Yeah, so, Passport to Paris. Why did we choose Passport to Paris as our first watch? I would say it's, it's... It perfectly sums up the essence of the Mary Kay and Ashley film from this era. Mm -hmm. Because it's very much... I mean, it's slightly out there, the plot. Essentially... There is no plot. Well, no. Um, Do you want to summarise the plot? (laughs) Um, Well, they say in the film, we're like 13. So, I think they're 12. 
but they're like 12, like pre-teens, mm. 12, 13. Yeah. Melanie and Alison, they are boy obsessed. Yeah. All they talk about on their little phone headsets to their friends when they're washing up dishes is boys. Mm. So their parents think, this is not okay. We need to educate these girls. Yeah. They need to get a better view of the world. Mm. So, as, as any parent does. As, that's what I was going to say. As, you know, I'm sure our parents would have done. Um, they send them to Paris because I don't know. Does anyone else's parents do that when they obsessed? I mean, it probably helps that their granddad is apparently, for some reason, <laughs> the um, the US ambassador to France. I mean, what a coincidence! Mm. So they go to <laughs> Melanie Allison, go and stay with their grandfather in France in Paris. Um, and they think they're going to have this. Actually, no, they really, they really don't want to go because no. someone's having a pool party. It's spring break, so yeah. why would they want to go to Paris? Well, exactly. But they have to go. Mm. Oh, what a world! Um, and they think, well, at least you know they'll have a fun time with Grandpa. But mm. he's actually really busy. What with him being the American ambassador? For France. Yeah, surprise that really. <laughs> They have to spend their time in Paris with his assistant, who has a very rigid itinerary for them, which they obviously want to veer away from because they want to meet cute boys and wear cute fits in yeah. Paris. Which, I mean, who could blame the girls? Yeah. At 12 years old. That's You're not bothered about meeting until that age, are you really? Oh, we'll or get the... on to the Louvre scene, Jesus. Mm. Um, oh, Lord. So, the clothes. Yeah. This to me, actually, I think, especially having rewatched it, I forgot mm. how funny it was. Not yeah. always intentionally. I.e., the Louvre scene where there, there's this oh. incredible green screen mm. um, where they're supposedly in the Louvre, but it's so obviously a green screen. It's almost like a scene from Art Attack, isn't it? <laughs> It's just not. I just. I don't. It always feels like they're in on the joke. Like the producers were in on a joke and they were like. Do you know what would be funny? This green screen is so bad. A really shit green screen. (laughs) Basically, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed the scene because it was funny and I thought it was supposed to be funny. But a lot of their films were quite comical. Yeah, but I don't think they were all walking around, not even on an actual treadmill, but obviously just like miming walking, like almost as if they were like walking through invisible quicksand in an improv class. <laughs> Whilst we were watching, I may have got an attempt to, to emulate. Yeah. And then like looking around at the sky as not even CGI, just like almost cartoon paintings like fly around yeah. them. I'm pretty sure the Mona Lisa was in there at some point or just then they're just they're looking around in this green screen Louvre, which is obviously just so fake. Oh. I think it's actually just like a coloured screen at one point with paintings flying around them. Yes, the paintings fly. Yeah. So um, I don't know if it was supposed to be like they're there all day and it's sort of like They do start to get film. tired walking through that invisible <laughs> quicksand. It starts to get a bit they start to trudge well, by the I end. Would in quicksand. Mm. I don't know if it's supposed to be sort of semiotic of how long the day is. Like all these Oh yeah, like, there's just so much to take stuff. in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Louvre is pretty big. Well, yeah. 
and obviously Paris is just such a cultural city like they've and they've just been plonked there from you know as ignorant Americans it's just so overwhelming <laughs> that's obviously what it means oh bless them I love Paris just to say we're not slating Paris here all America ain't Ashley all Americans <laughs> <laughs> Um, but let's get on to the real stuff. Yeah. The um, clothes. So the clothes. Here we are again. Um, so I've written down one one bullet point. Headscarves, comma, capri pants. And I think that's Important all... Important bullet point from you. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, really, my favourite things to wear are headscarves and capri pants. <laughs> I don't yes. wear headscarves enough, actually. You should... You should... <laughs> You would suit a headscarf now. I need to. I need. To, do you know? What? I did They're see a black in. and white polka dot one on ASOS earlier, and I thought, oh, I'm tempted. Oh. Yeah, they have. I'd say it's a classic kind of ni- turn of the century, nineties, noughties look, really. And I think that they probably did that through a lot mm. of their films. Like with this film, I would say it is particularly feminine mm. in that apparently. Um, so one of the stylists that worked on a lot of their films mm. said she did want it to feel Parisian. Yeah. So whilst it's not kind of stereotypical Parisian, I would say anyway, mm. it is, they do wear cute feminine outfits, like they are supposed to be kind of running around a southern European city. Yeah. For me. Which, you know, you get with those, again, they do a lot of strappy Spaghetti strap. Yeah, love Tops. a spaghetti strap. I was born in the wrong era. Well, they it's are in now, back. so it's it is coming back. back. It's worry. coming back. This is probably prime time for mm. it to come back, because yeah. you can really appreciate it now. Abs- actually, yeah, you're so right. I, I know. <laughs> um, just so many things. The straps. Also... Again, going back to things that keep coming in, they did a lot of like beaded necklaces. Mm. If you Pinterest it, okay, we need to watch it again and maybe mm. like, try and zoom in on the words. But they definitely have like words around some of their necklaces, yeah. which I feel like is again so big now. Mm. So big. Um, chokers. Mm. Oh my yeah. god. They wore a lot of chokers. Mm. They also, when they're doing their whole... Oh, another thing that's just so realistic is when they convince... I can't remember. It's one of, like... It's like a French um, parliament minister. I can't Mm. remember his title. They convince him to sign a treaty. Oh, yeah. On on water. Is it water conditions in the city? Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, Which I'm sure I could have done when I was 12 yeah, absolutely. But they are when mm. they do this, wearing really cute pearl chokers, which I think obviously is like their grandfather's bought them these really cute like little. Again, they're like spaghetti straps, but kind mm. of more formal dresses. Yeah, ones in red, ones in black. Mm. Um, and then they have these little like floral embroidered bits. Yeah, and it's the most kind of well evening. Yeah. It's the most, um, I guess, like, pared down kind of classic. Yeah, that we see them in yeah. the film. So it is supposed to reflect, obviously, the formal situation. But and I guess the newfound maturity that they found oh, in the foreign land. From being land, so educated. From becoming so cultured. 
uh, from eating McDonald's in Paris. For all those flying paintings in the Louvre, paintings don't fly in American museums. But they do have these really cute pearl chokers on, mm. and they do wear a lot of chokers. Mm. And this is obviously like their former version. But do you know what it really made, reminded me of is that mm. um, the pearl Vivian Westwood chokers have massively yeah. had this Renaissance. Because mm. I remember I've always really loved Vivian Westwood, and yeah, same. As like a sixteen-year-old, I was really into her jewelry and. It was actually the first designer purchase I made. I still remember this to this when day. I think I was about, maybe I was like 15. It was mm. when I was like going into Leeds shopping. Yeah. And we would go to the Vivian Westwood store because her scarves at the time mm. were not that expensive. They were about yeah. 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. Which, as a teenager who, you know, probably got that from my cafe job. So I yeah. would like, you know get my £10 paycheck each week mm. and then I would go and buy the Master Scarf because it was the only thing that I could afford mm. in the store. But also, I still have them. Yeah. I still wear them sometimes. I need another. They're really good. Mm. And I love putting them like on a bag. Yeah. You could wear them as a bandana now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that jewellery look is really mm. having... Um, a resurgence and it really yeah. reminded me of that definitely what else did you love um do you know what i really loved which i think they do throughout most of their films mm-hmm. um they have complimentary outfits yeah the colors so one will be say in pink sunglasses and a blue bag and the other will be in blue sunglasses and a pink i've bag. written this down yeah the, um crossbody rucksack yeah absolutely and then they've got like little black leather blazers i think yes iconic look just before they massively came in about 2019 i was looking for one and i think subconsciously i again i just for so many purchases like i see something i want and i think there's a little voice in the back of my head that's saying you'll look like an olsen twin if you buy this yeah oh my gosh all the time yeah yeah i loved that so like Mm. one would be in pink and blue and then their accessories would be the other colour. Yeah. So they're always coordinating. Mm. And also their hair was never exactly the same. Yeah. But it was similar. So it would be like a choppy mm. bob, but Mary-Kate would have more, like, rounded layers mm. like, right around her face, and Ashley might. And it would often be shorter. Yeah. Yeah, Mary-Kate's was usually, like, that tiny bit shorter, yeah. wasn't it? So they were always complementing each other. Mm. But it wasn't exactly the same. Yeah. Which I really loved. They wore, and they wore all those like um, micro sunglasses, which is just yeah. so Bella Hadid vibes, I feel. Very much Bella Hadid vibes. Um, well, Bella Hadid is awesome vibes. Let's not forget who did yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, you're mm. so right. Um, anything else on Passport to Paris? So. I feel like we should choose a favourite outfit. Oh, yeah, I've got mine. Mine is Mary Kate's outfit when they go... So I think they go on a day out. I don't know whether this is when they accident, when they just bump into, magically bump into. Oh, my gosh, into. I think you're going to choose my oh, outfit. Oh, I? Go for it, though. So I can't remember whether when it's... When they bump into these boys... Oh, no, you're going to say scooters, And they just... I think that they flower delivery guys. Yes. And they just give them both each a flower. Stranger danger. Yeah, stranger danger. <laughs> and then they drive off all 
later in the film, which, by the way, has n- never happened to me when I've been in Paris. Um, but, you know, it's by the by. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not bitter. Um, and then, or whether it's when they then make a flower order and manage, manage to track down these delivery boys so that they can stranger danger again there's only there's only one flower delivery service in exactly Paris that I mean, delivers roses also but again how many would have flower delivery guys who are age appropriate for the 12 year old characters maybe they just rang That's around so and like do you have some like cute 12 year olds <laughs> do you have some, who like, drive mopeds yeah who drive mopeds for some reason at that age um, anyway, well, I don't know whether it's then when they track them down and then they go on this date on the mm-hmm. day out. Um, but some, some kind of day date that they go out on. Um, Mary Kate is in mum jeans, a peasant blouse, like a white oh, peasant blouse. Such a good yeah, look. and a bandana, and it is it's just such a great look mm-hmm. because it's also it's nothing like Ashley's wearing, so it feels very much like a standout look yeah. for her. As so much as I love when they compliment, really, yeah. yeah. Because um, Ashley has, and do you know what I love about this scene mm. as well, or this costume. So Ashley's wearing a little um, flower headband, yeah. which she also wears at the beginning in America when they find out they're being oh. sent to Paris. And I love the foreshadowing. Well, I was going to say it's like foreshadowing because also then when Mary Kate's in the peasant blouse. A little bit floral embroidery on, they then meet the flower boys. So true. I just liked that they've reused something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's also more realistic for yeah. a girl of age. So, yeah, I love that blouse. Mm. It's a great look. Mm. Mine is when they, again, accidentally run into a French supermodel. Oh, yeah. Rashid. Oh, run away. yeah, I love that scene. Um, and there's a little shopping montage. Mm. And they're like trying on all these different things, and they're both in matching outfits in different colours. So Ashley's in a pink spaghetti strap mm. top with a khaki slip skirt. Yeah, and they did a lot of slip skirts. And then Mary Kate is in a baby blue spaghetti strap top Love with that. a kind of darker blue slip skirt, and then they have matching little shoulder bags mm. and they're going into these shops and like trying on different outfits and they end up in these pink and blue cowboy hats yeah and the whole thing is just a really fun scene again mm. so unrealistic like, when does oh, this ever happen yeah but also just just fun and yeah mm. i think evocative of that whole what all their movies are, mm. are about at the end of the day is that not a lot is really happening it's about their friendship and them having a good time and making new friends yeah and great fashion choices pretty much just all i want for my life to be honest and that's what i love about that outfit i've got to agree there and it's a very you outfit to pick as well yeah i feel like um so our lips are sealed then next oh so good yeah so and this was only a year later. Which seems crazy because they seem a lot older. They well, seem so much older. Puberty. but Yeah, but they do seem older, don't mm. they? So our lips are sealed. It was a year later in 2000. So we have Maddie and Abby. Mm. Who, so I guess we can safely assume they're supposed to be around 14 at this point. Yeah. They're kind of like, I think they've just started middle school maybe. Yeah. They're starting a new right. school mm. at the beginning of the 
um, film and they witness a jewellery heist, basically. And Again, so just... As just most teens do. Every week when I was at school. Um, so they're put into the Witness Protection Programme through the FBI um, and they basically keep blabbermouthing wherever they go around America mm. and they keep getting moved to different states in the US yeah. and accidentally telling people that they're in the Witness Protection Programme and then haven't been moved again. Mm. And they pretty much go around the whole of America. Yeah. And then the FBI are like, well, we've run out of places in America, so we're going to send you to Sydney and put you in Australia instead. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they end up living these lives in Sydney and mm. it kind of follows them trying to inadvertently work out this jewellery heist mystery. It's quite an interesting yeah. film, isn't it? Because it's like... I, not even cheesy. It's just quite funny. Like it's so random. Like, yeah. Like yeah, the stuff that they go through. But they're obviously trying to like live a normal mm. teen life in Sydney. And again, there's romance. There's great fashion moments. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about the clothes from your perspective. So the clothes from my perspective. Um, what I think is very interesting about this film is obviously. It, this is this is a magnified point because it's quite a comical film and it's like a teen kind of rom-com mm-hmm. drama. Um, so I think the costume is magnified. But in all of the, the different places in which we see them live before they make it to Australia when they're in the Witness Protection Programme, they change their clothes. And yeah. again, they choose quite stereotypical outfits. So at one point they're in the South and they wear like check shirts and cowboy hats. Yeah. Um, and then I think they go to some I can't remember where they go but they go to, go to some really rural community and they're dressed in almost like they're dressed in like bonnets and kind of very plain yeah. dresses it almost looks I want to say Amish um, so they're in very like paired back outfits um, I think they look around and they think oh god this place is a bit dull <laughs> this place is a bit dull so they're like um, excuse me everyone we're um, we're in the witness protection program so they get moved again um, and then in Australia the last place where they end up they realise that they are I mean it's, it's all about personal development isn't it they realise what Bible mouths they are and I think they're they're trying to fit in but they're also learning about themselves and what mm-hmm. they really want that they probably want genuine friendships and that they maybe want to stop being such gossips. I think they've they've realised what they've put their family through with all yeah. the moves, and they're they're just you know they're just learning they're life teens. lessons. They're teens working themselves out. Um, and I think with that we then start to learn more about what their style is. Yeah. Um, as much as they're trying to fit in with the Australian community, and so they are kind of like in a lot of beachy wear. They are yes. still kind of trying to work out their own styles which is interesting but I thought it was it, I thought I think this film's quite a good lesson in how people try and express and realize or maybe achieve um, a particular identity through their clothing yeah depending definitely. on where they are and how they feel because it still feels like like you were saying about when they bounce around the states and mm. they're dressing dependent on where they are yeah it's very much they're dressing for a beach culture mm. in that they wear a lot more floral floral prints and yeah. there's a lot more colour than in 
a film like Passport to Paris. Mm. Um, and you see them obviously in like really brightly coloured bikinis and like mm. cute sarongs and all of that's so fun. But yeah, I'd agree in that also it's almost like, and I guess because we as a viewer settle into it, but it's mm. different to like the t-shirt and jeans that they were wearing at the beginning of the film when yeah. they think they're starting this new school and they're going to like be this this new, you know, teenager essentially. It's about, mm. I think it's about them coming of age as teens. Um and then they end up on the other side of the world and dressing completely differently. Mm. But you kind of settle into it as a viewer, yeah. as they do with their mm. style. Mm. As the more you watch them, it just feels like, yeah, this is them. And like with the diamond necklace. Yeah. So what they don't realise is that in and amongst their belongings, they've accidentally, well, the one of the jewellery thieves has snuck this diamond whilst they witnessed the crime into one of their bags. And I can't remember um, whether it's Mary Kate or Ashley finds it, thinks it's just mm. something that they've taken with them, and makes from a jewelry it, kit or something. Yeah, and ma- <laughs> just makes it into a necklace. Yeah, and which I love. Little love things that, that it's like, oh well, yeah. I just like, isn't it cute? Like, mm. I just made this necklace, and it's like nothing. Mm. And that's how you know that they're dressing for themselves. Yeah, it's those little nuances, and the necklace is obviously. Mm because it's pertinent to the plot as well. Yeah. Key in saying, yeah, I just thought, like, this would look good with, like, mm. what I'm wearing. And I love all that, yeah. You're, I think you're yeah. so right in that it's about them finding their style. Um, they also, again, so much headwear. Yes, definitely. Although, you know, you've got to protect your scalp when you're in Australia. That's it's, true. There's a lot of sun going on. But can we talk about bucket hats? Oh, Yeah bucket hats they definitely have more of a beachy beachy Mm -hmm. vibe um because they're all and it's it's very kind of warm holiday vibe tiny sunglasses again yeah big sandals yeah bucket hats bandanas occasionally Mm. still yeah and like the crop tops and low-rise slip skirts like they're still doing a slip skirt but it's like a beach slip skirt it's not we're not running around paris anymore no so, favourite outfit. Do you have a favourite? So, my favourite one, mm. I really hope that yours is the other outfit that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. I oh, think, I think I know what more. you're going to say, and I hope so. Okay, good. Because mine isn't what I was going to say. Okay. Which is the iconic one, but... Okay, so we're not saying the same thing. Okay, so I thought I'd go for something different. Right, fair enough. Because it was one that stuck out to me. And it goes back to the coordinating but not being the same as twins. Like being your own Mm. gal but being a sister. Yeah. And they always coordinated their looks. Mm. Um, But also it's very on that vibe of dressing for the beach and learning who they are. Yeah. So doing their individual thing, but dressing for their location. Mm. And it includes that diamond necklace. So Mary Kate is in this little red top, strappy top, mm. in like a, a white floral print. Right. But it's like quite a big floral. Mm. Um, with a matching bandana. Nice. And then Ashley is in a pink more of like a cami top yeah 
that's also floral but a very different like a much smaller daintier floral print mm. and she is a matching headband so it's like they've both done tops that are in like quite a bold colour yeah in a floral print but a very different floral mm. with matching headpieces but again very different headpieces yeah and then they finish it with very similar micro sunglasses mm. And Mary Kate has these like beaded necklaces, and then Ashley's in her chunky diamond necklace yeah. that she's made herself. Mm. And I just really like that whole. Firstly, I love the fact that a headband would match a top. Yeah, great. Um, I think Zara have done a dress with a matching headband actually this season, and it's just like a fun. I don't think it's floral, but it's like a brightly coloured print. Right. I just think that's really fun. Mm. Um, and yeah, going back to that, it's the same, but it's different. Mm. And they're working out who they are individually while still coordinating with each other. I yeah. think it's great. So that has to be mine. Okay. Mine kind of works with that theme mm-hmm. of coordinating but being slightly different. More so on the coordinating front. Yeah. And I've said this before, so I won't bang on about it. But the iconic 60s-inspired oh, look, good. which they wear to the boat party. I'm glad that you said this. I've, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. Just an iconic moment for the go-go boots, even though they then abandoned them on the boat. Is to... it 80s themed? No, I think it's 60s it themed. 60s? Yeah, because I mean, go-go boots. Someone, I wrote, read them into it. I think they're I'm I'm calling it I think they're wrong okay. um but basically they're both in color block multicolored color block dresses which are kind of and all the colors are squared off in with like really thick black lines yeah um they're with white go-go boots and then Mary Kate is in a purple headband I think Mary Kate's might even be a two-piece no it is so Mary Kate's yeah, Mary Kate's in a crop top oh, yeah. and skirt, and Ashley is in a dress, and then they're both in matching like white go-go boots. Yeah, and I just think it's—I have always loved that look, and I think there's no context given. We don't know whether they're actually no at a sixties themed party, but well, kind of looks yeah, like they could I think be. It is. Yeah, but at the time, as so a, like as, as a kid, I don't think I realised that because they don't say, "Oh, it's fancy dress," or it's like a themed party. No, but it's also weird, isn't it? Because that scene where... So they're dancing at this point, mm. and they are all doing, like... Yeah, they're 60s doing 60s dance moves. And then every now and again, everyone freezes, apart from one character, and then yeah. it stops, and they tell a joke. Yeah. Is that not random? There's so also random. no context given. But that's what I love about their yeah. films, is that sometimes there's just no context. It's like... We're going to get every character to tell a joke now. I wonder whether... Uh, sometimes I wonder whether maybe there was context given and they took out in the edit because they just were like, we need this film down to so many minutes. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it's just... It's an iconic look and, again, it's they're matching. It's pretty much the same outfit, but they've done it slightly differently. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm presuming costume shows do that because they're two different characters and you're yeah. not really going to put two people in the exact same thing. But... I will say I don't think I'll die happy if we never go to a costume party dressed in this together. That would be so fun. I'm thinking I'd be in Mary Kate's uh, outfit. Yeah. Because I've always kind of I'm more of I'm more likely to have a bob anyway. Your hair is more Mary Kate. Yeah, and I have always loved hers. 
and then and then you'd be Ashley's. Ashley's. But also, like, we always were kind of Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. So it kind of works. Oh, we have to do that. I think we do. That's on my bucket list. Absolutely. When I win the lottery, I'll get bespoke costumes made, like exact replicas. (gasps) How fun would that be? So fun. Oh, amazing. Should we do the final film? Yeah, this one's probably going to be quicker because I'll be honest, we felt like we should go in... we felt that we should go for a later film on the basis that we'd done everything in chronological order mm-hmm. and it made sense to show a change over time. But actually, there's just not as much fashion inspiration in this one. But it is a good film. Oh, it's a good film. It was always actually my favourite film in terms of plot. Yeah. Yeah, there's more happens for yeah. sure than their early ones. So this is the challenge. And we're saying it's later, but it was only 2003. But they seem so much uh, yeah, older. Yeah, again, they don't seem know. so much older. And similar with, so Holiday in the Sun was only about 2001. But I mean, to be fair, they'd been working since they were six months old, so maybe they were just (laughs) aging faster by this point. That's true. It's all about child labour. So, in this film we have Shane and Lizzie. They have spent a lot of their, well, they're teenagers, aren't they? Mm. So I'm saying a lot of their childhood apart, but... Their parents mm. divorce, essentially, and they decide to live with different parents in different states. So Shane is in LA, and she's very, like, laid-back, bohemian. Mm. She does yoga and meditation. Yeah. Whereas Lizzie is in DC, and she's more like the typical movie straight-A student, yeah. driven... I don't know if they say that she's on, like, all the, like, committees at school and stuff, but that's the kind of vibe that they present her in. Yeah. She almost looks like she's working. She always seems to be on a cell phone, and she's in, like, a polo shirt and skirt. and So they both apply to do a TV show called Mm. The Challenge, in which she goes to Mexico, and it's a bit... It's almost like I'm a celeb meets... I don't know, something... The real world or Big Brother? Yeah, where you're... Yeah, because they're in a big villa, aren't they, really? On two teams, pitted against each other for their college... um, Like a scholarship. Mm. So they have to do all these challenges against each other. And unbeknownst to them, both twins have applied and gotten on the show. And one of the producers thinks, wow... These girls have both applied, obviously don't get mm. on with each other. Uh, what great television. Yeah. Which isn't so, wrong. I mean, yeah, to watch is quite mm. entertaining and it's actually fiction. Yeah. So they're both put on the same team and they have to kind of navigate around that. Mm. Like, well, yeah, being a team player with someone yeah. that you have chosen not to grow up with part of your life and you've kind of I think they've got they've got it is they've got some unresolved issues really going on haven't Mm -hmm. they which they've not spoken about they're both angry with the other for how they see the situations playing out around the divorce um so tell me about the clothes so I think the biggest thing I noticed about the clothes was that I mean they're just so different yeah, the clothes again are very much used co- to convey their I- their identities, their their inner selves, probably. Because obviously, M- um, 
Mary Kate Shane, she's a lot more laid back, um, and Lizzie is a lot more. She's kind of more put together. Mm-hmm. She does seem to wear like, sharper outfits. She has her hair pulled back. Yeah. Shane is very loose. She wears flowing clothes with bell sleeves. <laughs> I've got floaty garms. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she loves a floaty garm, doesn't she, Shane? Yeah. Um, so the clothes very much reflect who they are as people. But also, I guess, looking at that more deeply, you'd say they're products of their environments because the whole point is that they yeah. grew up separately in different areas of the US and so they're kind of a product of their communities so like in our lips are sealed we see that people take on trends or characteristics of their environments which then comes out in in how they choose to dress yeah. and then overall I'd say by the end of the film they both become well I'd say Lizzie becomes more relaxed and their styles kind of come together they seem to be a lot more similar mm-hmm. probably partly because of the environment I mean it's very hot yeah, so they are there's in, only like, so many ways you can dress. Exactly. It's a bit like dressing for holiday, you know, your wardrobe's limited. Which I think is what we see, really, is mm. that it's a stripped-back version of how we see them in the application videos. Or, mm. like you were saying, Lizzie would be in, like, a preppy shirt and really, like, her hair's all slicked back and... Yeah. Prop, you know, like, prim and mm. And Lizzie would be in these, like, bohemian floaty dresses which translate better to their environment yeah but you still have to switch it up when you're like you know chasing farm animals around you definitely can't necessarily be in loads of bead of jewelry and a big dress so true so yeah definitely it's just what they were reflecting who they are and how different they are and this is the first time probably that they mm. never coordinate an outfit yeah I think it probably is from what I can remember they don't well they don't need to they're such separate mm. people from this film whereas usually the characters are supposed to be kind of like inseparable best friend twins yeah so this is the first time that we really see them expressing themselves or Mm. the characters rather expressing themselves yeah as two really separate individuals Mm. whereas until this we tend to see them being very much their own individual and i Mm. think you know we see a lot of mary kate tends to play the more like relaxed or tomboy kind of character yeah as girly as they both Mm. are but Ashley tends to be in more feminine looks. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're just two very different characters, which isn't typical, I would say, of mm. the jewel star yeah. franchise. Definitely not. I'd agree with you there. Can you pick a favourite costume? So I was thinking, and no, not really. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just don't love anything that they wear. If it's I, not a fashion film. It's not. In the same way that a lot of their films, mm. I think were most of their films their look really mattered not Mm. only for the character yeah but they wanted to have fun with it Mm. whereas in this i mean also it is the sort of same setting throughout in that they're on this game show so it's not like in our lips are sealed where they go to a 60s themed boat party yeah i mean they're not going off and doing different things that mm. might warrant one really fun look. Yeah. It's just them 
in the same scenario throughout mm. the film. So, yeah, it's definitely not fashion forward in the same way. Mm. Or fashion focused. Yeah. Should I say? I think there was one scene, they basically go to the desert for this challenge, they're kind of hiking or whatever. Um, and I do like their outfits in this. Mary Kate is in actually a similar kind of almost peasant blouse style. It seems like a very floaty yeah. white, slightly linen-y, or almost cheesecloth um, fabric shirt. Um, a bit like in Passport to Paris, with mm-hmm. also a bit more like some kind of colourful embroidery around the neck. Um, and some kind of cut-off mum shorts. Yeah. And just converse. And then... Ashley is in like a khaki halter neck top with white linen trousers and Converse. Yeah. And they're both, I think, in chokers. So, I mean, I like those looks. Oh, yeah, like but... I like them. There's nothing that particularly stands out for me. No. I'm not like, oh my god, I wish I owned that outfit. Yeah. I just think that's nice. I would wear it if someone gave it to me. Yeah. God, so, we have banged on. We really this have. Should we wrap it up? I feel we probably should. <laughs> Um, Jesus. this is a topic that we like to talk about so are we surprised? Mm, could have done a whole bloody podcast on this to be fair I'd, we did think at one point we were like why have we not done a podcast series just on the awesome twins um, but it's fine we move um, you know they'll be back if anyone likes this episode they'll probably be back we'll, uh, we, miss, we really missed out on not watching getting there and a holiday in the sun maybe we'll do that next i think time. probably we need to unless everyone's like god please do not talk about this again although realistically we wouldn't need to talk about as much because the content's already there that's true well hopefully you love okay ashley as much as we do yeah um let us know how you found this how you found the series mm. if we're just talking just to ourselves a mum that's cool yeah we'll probably do another fun. series anyway probably um, um i've had fun you had i've fun? had fun <laughs> should we do it again <laughs> pro- do you know what why not um thank you so much for listening if you've listened to mm-hmm. this or the whole series we really appreciate it um, please do like, rate, and subscribe. Follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Costume Party Podcast, and on Twitter at Costume Party mm-hmm. Pod. Yeah. Do you know what? That's that's it. I don't. We can't <laughs> tell you when we're going to be back because we Who don't know. Nobody knows. This is the first series, and I'll be honest with you, we work full time. This is <laughs> this is very much a trial and error kind it, of scenario. It is, um, but it's very much um, a passion project and yeah. just a fun little hobby. Oh, cheers to that! Chin, chin. My Sister. can is actually kind of empty now, yeah, but oh well. Probably, probably a good idea. Thanks, um, everyone. Yeah. See you, see you next time, hopefully. Bye. Bye.